Hi everybody and welcome to Rob Evans 365. It's day number 1275. I wanted to talk to you about uncertainty and challenge that's going to exist in 2022. I'm headed in to visit my daughter in hospital again. And it is it's just after 11 a.m. I've had a, a busy morning. And I've just driven past the COVID testing site. It's closed, meaning that it's closed because it is full. And that means that there's probably about a three to four hour wait. And they've got the signs up saying it's closed. They've got two people on there basically shooing people away. And so there's people parked on the sides of the roads waiting for it to be open on, um, you know, it's a T type intersection so the, the three different streets there's people just queuing there waiting for it to open so their wait is likely to be closer to four to five hours before they can get in but they want to be first first in there and I've uh, just been listening to a few minutes of the ABC news on the radio here and uh, the date of recording this the UK has reported 157,000 new COVID cases and the Omicron seems to be the main main reason there. Now, they uh, have a reasonably high vaccination rate, but it's nothing like, like here. I mean, they were setting the standard in vaccination at some point and then it's fallen away. Last I heard, they were 65% vaccinated. I don't know what it's sitting at now. And they say, they're saying that school goes back tomorrow and they don't have appropriate measures in place for school and so forth. And uh, they've seen millions of cases in the last couple of weeks and uh, the hospital systems are becoming overrun. So, of course, the rest of the world can learn from this as well. And <clears throat> I don't know. I, I, th- I think the reality is it would be naive to think that there is never going to be another... Uh, lockdown. I think there will be. Uh, the third year in a row where we have to deal with lockdowns and if anyone's going to go into lockdown it's going to be Melbourne, uh, Victoria because we are, have been the most locked down city in the, in the world. And so as soon as there's a slight inkling that our health system might be overwhelmed they'll go back there. Um, <clears throat> So that creates a lot of uncertainty, doesn't it? And I know that uh, there's people that live near me just by driving past the, uh, the COVID testing area. It does things to people. It gets them thinking about uncertainty. It gets them thinking about what it is that they're doing, where they're going, what they're doing, not getting back into life, maybe not focusing on their health and wellness, staying a hermit-like. And uh, in some ways I can see I can see how it's happening. I can see it happening. I can understand why uh, for some people that can really influence their behaviour. I mean, me personally, I don't want to have to text my clients to say I have to isolate because I've been somewhere that is a, a contact site, whatever they, they call it here. And I could be a close contact, so I need to isolate. And I think it's for seven days. 
I don't know, who knows, the rules are changing all the time, it's hard to keep up, uh, but something like, let's just go with seven days, and I don't want to put myself in the inconvenience, I don't want to put everybody else out, the fact that uh, we have gone through so much disruption over the last two years, now that we can deliver what we're delivering, I don't want to disrupt that. I don't want to put anything in jeopardy. So therefore, I avoid going to those really big shopping centres. I still have to go to the grocery. So if I don't have to, I could do uh, just the, uh, what do you call it? The click, either click and collect, it's called here, uh, where you basically order it online and then you go to the store and they'll bring it out to your car and you don't have to face the person, etc. Or you can have it delivered. Um, so just with the nature of how, how things are going, it may, may be that I start to, to do that. So I avoid going to supermarkets. I had to go to the butcher yesterday because I, I buy my meat from uh, the butcher and they don't do a delivery service. So I have to go there. But if I can limit the number of places that I'm going to, then that dramatically reduces my exposure. Uh, the, the gym I go to, Look, there's some very unsanitary people in that facility. Uh, I, I clean down everything before I use it, after I use it. A lot of people don't clean it before, they don't clean it after. Uh, so I think there's a very high chance that uh, we're just going to be exposed to it in our day-to-day life. But I want to get back into living at the same time. So what does that mean? Well, it means uh, I'll be doing whatever it it takes to get to the US this year. That's in November. And let's just hope that things settle and resolve and whatever uh, by then. Uh, But in the meantime, uh, it means that I I will be making some different choices. I'll uh, I'll fly where that's that's possible and there's events and so forth. you know, there's a couple of big, big events where I'm supposed to meet, like in person, I'm supposed to meet Tony Robbins, I'm supposed to meet uh, in person Arnold Schwarzenegger as well at a different event. Uh, Both of those had to be cancelled two years ago. Now, I got a refund for the Arnold Schwarzenegger one, didn't get a refund for for the other one. And so uh, I don't think they'll take place this year. I mean, one's in April. Maybe it will. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm going to the Australian Open Tennis uh, on the 27th of January and hoping that that can, uh, you know, still all take place and everything. But let's face it, something can happen between now and then that completely disrupts all of that as well. But hopefully being a highly vaccinated place that we are, we can get back to, uh, you know, some of these big events. But... Um, my sense is that it could still be a little while off. So it you know, creates uncertainty. So I think about uh, what's going on with my daughter. So much uncertainty there. I mean, I was uh, trying to talk to her on the phone last night. I can only go in really every second day just with my schedule and it's getting busy and everything. And like I'll go in now, it's, it's four hours out of my day uh, to go and do it. And uh, yes, there's that 
a loving, loving, nurturing side that you know wants to to be in there. Uh, this is also something that's now all, almost been going on for a year, where they're every second day going into hospital uh, to either sit there for six to ten hours in the emergency department or uh, going in to visit uh, with little more than two days at home at any one time before we have to return again. So it's not like we know, alright, it's every Monday, Tuesday or it's every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. It doesn't work like that. It's just whatever the days are and whatever the doctors say and based on test results, etc., uh, it makes it virtually impossible to plan anything as a family to do. Uh, it makes it hard to plan to do uh, things with my, my eldest daughter. Uh, it makes it hard to, uh, to grow a thriving business when there's so much time taken out each week. If you think about it, it could be golly. I mean, four hours is a short visit. Uh, but if I'm doing, let's say she gets discharged, I have to take her back in, in two days, and then that could be a six to ten hour wait there. So, I mean, it could be anywhere between 16, 20 plus hours a week that I'd normally be working and focusing on growing a business where I'm not doing that. And it's a really really challenging because there's no sign of anything changing anytime soon. You think, wow, how long does this go on for? How long's that piece of string? It just keeps going on. So I can't control that. I can't control coronavirus and what's going to happen. I can't control the decisions by the government to say, yep, we're going to lock you down again. Or uh, heaven forbid they have um, an outbreak in a gym somewhere and they say, oh, clearly gyms are unsafe, we're going to shut down all gyms for a period of time. Uh, just, you know, major pains in the butt. What you can, can always control is what things mean to you. And I gained this realisation uh, many years ago and you've heard me talk about it before if you're a long-term listener, but it's worthy of mention again because the audience changes all the time. And, you know, another time you may have heard it and it may not have resonated, but it will today, maybe. You can't control all of those things that are happening around you, but you can always control what those things mean to you. And what that means is... I don't know when my daughter's going to get better, but I can control my emotions around her being in there, the role that I can play, the function that I can have as a dad, searching for a greater meaning in this to say, okay, why is this happening for me? Not for her, but for me, being her dad. Why is that happening? Well, perhaps it's happening because it means I need to connect more time with her, spend more time and connect with her maybe it means that I've got to find uh, a more compassionate and empathetic side for myself. Maybe I need to dig deeper to gain a greater understanding of my daughter. 
maybe it's because I need to understand this aspect of health so that I can help more people deal with it. Maybe it's because there's something in everything that she's going through that I can create a world revolutionizing program in this particular space. Isn't it interesting? Depending on the question that you ask yourself will determine where your focus goes. Similarly, I could say, why is this happening to me? Why is am I not able to do this? Why is it so unfair? Why does it hurt so much? Why, 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 why? But there's no good in that. There's only pain to come from that because you can ask yourself that type of question. You can come up with a million reasons as to why it is so hard and why it's being thrown towards you. But no gain comes of that. But if you ask, how can I connect more deeply with your daughter? If you ask that question, well, that just shifts your thinking completely, doesn't it? And so when you're facing these challenges this year, and at the start of this year, coronavirus is just really huge again. It had died away, and now it's coming back big time. Less contagious, but still devastating consequences by virtue of the volume of people that are getting it. Look at that and say, what's the opportunity here this time? What can I do differently? this time if we do get locked down how can I still have a really great life loving my job loving what it is that you're doing for your business and still have a lot of fun how can you still continue to build relationships Or if you haven't had that as a focus, how can you build relationships? One of my big focuses I mentioned a couple of days ago is about building relationships this year. You can do that very easily during a lockdown. You just might do it differently. You're not doing it face to face. You're not doing it at a networking event necessarily, well certainly not a live networking event. last lockdown I joined a very powerful and influential uh, group of of people in the US, it's called The Founders and uh, my coach set it up and uh, it's impressive it's such an impressive group of people I'm always learning and I'm now connecting with people within that group like so how have I done that well first of all you've got to get in the right room you've got to be in the right group to do that and then it's about messaging people liking their posts on on Facebook maybe it's not a direct message straight away maybe it's just liking what it is that they're putting out there commenting you know doing those types of things building a relationship that way You can do it very easily. You just got to be consistent and persistent without pestering. And so, if you ask yourself those those different questions, I think you'll you'll grow a lot more. You're looking for opportunities, looking for 
um, you know, those opportunities to, to learn as well from what's going on around you. And I think, uh, really, if you can master that communication with yourself and learn to conquer any challenge that comes your way, uh, you will be much more satisfied in life. And look, that's all, we're, that's all we're looking to do. I mean, why do we focus on our health and our wellness? Because we want to feel better about ourselves. We want to feel good about the way that we look, first of all, and then it's about our health. Let's face it, we're all, we're all wanting to look good. We want to look in the mirror and we want to look good. And if anyone could have a wish, they'd probably say, well, yeah, I want to look good. I, I just want to look the best that I can be. I want to be the, you know, the, the sexiest, hottest person on the planet, whatever. And being the best version of yourself, having the healthiest version of yourself is a truly remarkable gift. And so if you focus on being a better you, having that better communication, just knowing that each day you're living your best life, then you go through life doing more and being more and being a lot grateful for what you have. When you really connect with those aspects of yourself, you'll find that you'll start to live in a world of contentment. And then I think contentment changes to fulfillment, which changes to success and happiness. And just like you're living the dream. And that's where I feel that I am now. I haven't always been able to do this though. I have felt that challenges have been undeservedly placed on me. It's like, why do I have to deal with this? This isn't mine to carry around. Why should I have to carry it? Well, you've been asked to carry it around because it's just your time right now. And you need to find the greater meaning in why you have to, to carry around this challenge right now. It mightn't make sense to you in this very moment. If somebody in your life that you love right now, somebody that's important to you, dies, there's a reason that that's happened. And there's learning, growth, and opportunity for you in that passing of that person. And even as I say this, and if you think about somebody that was really important to you that, that may pass right now, that may not resonate with you and make sense. But over time, you'll realize that, well, yes, from that person's passing, we know that people can't live forever. Because they passed, that enabled me to do this. That created this opportunity. COVID's the same. I mean, so many opportunities for me, amazing ones have come out of COVID and lockdowns because it changed my thinking. And rather than think, oh man, what am I gonna do? I thought, oh wow, what am I gonna do? Or look at what I can do. You know, just a different tonality, a, a different perspective. It's like, wow, this is the first time that I've ever had this much time at this stage of my business to be able to working on these things and building these relationships and doing these things with my kids and understanding them on a, a greater level as well. 
or coming out of bad places. Every challenge that I've had in my life, all those bad things that, in air quotes, that have happened, like divorces, um, you know, financial challenges at, at different stages of my life, career challenges, indecision, indecisiveness around uh, career choices, uh, you know, technological problems that I have in my business, uh, you know, staffing issues, they're a big one. Yeah, all of those things I would have struggled with at some point and said, wow, I don't deserve this. But I don't look at it that way now. Life is a gift and these challenges that are given to you are a gift and they're yours. Even though you may want to give it to someone else, there's no learning and growth for you in you giving, outsourcing the challenge or the problem to someone else. It's yours. Deal with it and learn to communicate with yourself in a better way so that you are able to handle anything that comes your way. It is literally impossible to make me feel down or sad about any challenge that comes into my life because I know that there's a greater meaning for it in happening. And even though there may be sadness, there's a reason that it's happening. You just have to connect with it. How do you do that? You have to ask yourself better questions. You know, I've specifically recorded a topic on this before, but I've mentioned it a couple of times here today. Ask yourself these three questions. Where is the good in what is happening right now? Okay. How can I learn from this? How can I grow from this? Where's the opportunity in this? It's happening right now. You cannot answer any of those questions in the negative if you truly immerse yourself in finding a good reason for it. If you want to just be negative, say, well, there's nothing to, there's no good to be had in this. I can't learn anything. There's no opportunity. There's no growth in this. That's just the emotional side of you, not connecting with the real answer for you. So just just think about that. We're going to get some big challenges this year. It's part of life. It's part of your growth. Without challenge, you do not grow. That's a fact. So I say, bring on the challenges. Let me get to the challenges quickly. Let me keep building myself. Because for me... Success has taken a long time to build. And once I've got it, I don't want to let it go. And I want more of it. So I want to just keep learning and growing and pushing myself outside my comfort zone, challenging myself, going more and more and more. So that's me out for today. Stay safe, everybody. I'll see you tomorrow.